In episode 38 of the Whiskey and Things podcast, we're talking Christmas presents. Yes, we get the help from guests of episodes past to help put together a list of reasonably priced gifts for your whiskey-loving friend, family, or even colleague. Yes, and we also have guests of the Christmas present with Stuart Baxter and Peter Jones, founders of Chokiski, who make chocolate specifically designed to be paired with whiskey. And as always, you can see some more whiskey-based content on all our social media platforms at Whiskey and Things Podcast on Instagram and at Whiskey and Things on Facebook and Twitter. And guess what? We now have 18 five-star reviews on iTunes. 18 people cannot be wrong. Why not make it 19? Head over to iTunes and give us a five-star review. That would be wonderful. Thank you. You're listening to the Whiskey and Things Podcast with Dave Giles and Nick Kent. Welcome to episode 3098 of Whiskey and Things. <laughs> now you're reading too far up again, Dave. You're oh, sorry. Too far up. Welcome to episode 38 of the Whiskey and Things Podcast. I'm Nick Kent. And I'm Dave Giles. Uh, thanks very much for joining us once again. Yeah, or yeah. maybe for the first time. But uh, anyway, yeah, thanks for joining us. How you doing, Nick? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. I'm all right. But um, you you did like a 12-hour gig yesterday, so how are you doing? Voice. I've got a voice. We were concerned I might not have a voice tonight. Voice sounds fantastic, mate. It was. It, it survived. It did well. Yeah. It did the job it was supposed to do, which I was very happy with. It was, it was a lot of fun. A lot of people uh, came about through the day, uh, raised a lot of money from Abbey Road Fund. So, yeah, good day. A very, very good day. Good, good. Yeah, I was uh, learning how to use Twitch, everyone. Yeah, it's, it's a good platform, isn't it? It's getting it's a very good it, platform. It's, it, it's really nice. And the guy we, we raided after my stream was good fun. Oh, you, when you finish your stream, you go and take the people watching yours to someone else's. It's called a raid. And we we uh, we went into someone called uh, Austin, and he was delightful. He was delightful. delightful. He made up a great song about me on the spot. It was great. Yeah. Anyway. I did not know what was happening. I was watching, <laughs> and suddenly I was watching someone else. Anyway. anyway. Making a song up about Dave on the spot. Yeah, so who's this guy? <laughs> anyway. Shall we, uh, shall we get on with the whiskey? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So it's enough things. Yes. Um, well, it's a special show today. We're basically going to try and help guide people. It's Christmas. It's not meant to be a stressful time. There is no time, whiskey people, of the week. There's no whiskey of the week. Um, we're just going to be um, getting some help from some past guests and some new ones to help make a bit of a list of affordable Christmas presents for whiskey lovers. Yeah. Um, which may not be whiskey itself. You know, maybe stocking fillers, secret Santa kind of stuff. Um, yes. So we have some old guests back to help us out with that. There's, the, the background to this is that Nick and I obviously had had our whiskey show back in 2014, but our friends and family know us as being whiskey people uh, and people who watch the show or have listened to my songs quite often will get whiskey related gifts for us. And it's really sweet. Yeah. Um, uh, especially like our families have definitely I've got loads of those Jack Daniels gift sets over my time or a bottle of Jack Daniels or, or various other whiskey things and people don't necessarily know what to get someone but they want to get something whiskey related um, and we've been we've been talking to other whiskey people or people who like whiskey and we, it seems to be a common theme there seems to be a certain set of presents which you get as a whiskey lover uh, and, and we just wanted to kind of give people a little bit of help in case you were wondering, you may have had, got someone in your secret Santa and you're like, oh, they drink whiskey and you're not sure. Yeah. Well, hopefully 
this will help. Yes. Yeah. Or if you're a whiskey present and you know someone's got you at a secret Santa, send them this way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> tell, them, tell them to skip past the first few minutes where Dave's talking about his stream and then they'll get into it. <laughs> yeah, there we go. We should set that up. <laughs> anyway, so first up, last week we were lucky enough to have Mr. Billy Abaton from the Whiskey Exchange. And um, pretty much off the bat, he, uh, he kind of uh, just cleared up something for everyone, didn't he, Dave? He did indeed. And um, did indeed. there's a slight pause, and um, basically that's me showing him a couple of huge examples of what he's talking about. Um, <laughs> all will become clear in a second. But uh, yes, from episode 37 last week, here is uh, Billy Abbott. Whiskey bots roll out. I would start with saying, and this is the, the most important thing when it comes to buying a whiskey gift, and this is with apologies uh, to my stepbrother uh, and his wife, uh, Peter and Anna, uh, don't buy people whiskey stones, no matter what you do. <laughs> yes, we've been saying that for ages. <laughs> I, I, have, I have a bag of them. Thank you very much, Peter and Anna, for giving them to me. They were, they're, they're fantastic. They're a beautiful present, which I've used once and never used again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, they, have you ever had any that big? Okay, right. They're slightly different whiskey stones. You know. What are these for then? <laughs> my mum bought me these, you, and I love my mum, and she was trying really hard because I like whiskey. They're yeah. huge. Yeah. Well, okay, that, that, that I will allow because, again, the reason why whiskey stones don't work very well is because they're small and they're not very good at retaining heat or you know, right. being cold. Yeah. And if you stick whiskey stones in a glass of whiskey at room temperature, very quickly it becomes room temperature stones in a room temperature glass of whiskey. If you want to chill your whiskey down, which is fine, chill your whiskey down. It's, incre- it's not closing down the flavour. It's emphasising different flavour. One of the most biggest annoyances when people say, oh, if you chill your whiskey or put ice in your whiskey, you're removing all the flavour. No. Flavour does not decrease at the same rate across all things. And so you're just making, mm. you're dialing down some things and letting other things stay louder. Anyway. Um, but no, whiskey stones, little ones, no. There are other things out there. You can get like a gel-filled metal cubes and things like that. And no, no, no. Just stick your whiskey in the fridge. There you go. That's easy. You can do that. That is easy. Take it out. It'll be fine again afterwards. Don't exactly. worry about it. So, um, things. For me, one, glassware, because I'm my house is slightly full of glasses in a way that's actively unhelpful when I'm trying to declutter and move house at some point in time soon. Um, but I, I saw, you know, you, you, I saw drinking out of a tumbler, out of a Norlin glass, out of a, uh, a perfect measure glass, you know, interesting glasses out there the one which i always say contractually obliged perfect measure glass because they are really great um they are they're really nice they're like a evolution on the glen cairn and that's basically what we're trying to do trying to combine a glen cairn with a, a bugatti rastal uh a rastal bugatti kelk which is our old whiskey show glasses and um, skin i want to combine that shape with the shape of a glen cairn and a few other tweaks um and that's what we've got with the perfect measure glasses combination of those different styles of stemmed it's not quite a stemmed Glen Cairn. It's a stemmed Glen Cairn tweaked a bit. Yeah. Um, but it's also things like um, the Tuath glass, T-U-A-T-H. Difficult to find outside of Ireland, but they have a triangular foot, which is really lovely to hold. Mm. The, uh, the pointy bit of the triangle. And also, because it's got sharp edges on the, um, on the base, you can lay it down and it will lie down and your whiskey won't spill. Nice. And it won't roll around either. Glen Cairn, cool. you can do that. But it'll roll around. Yeah. And it will go horribly wrong at that point. Uh, so yeah, glassware, <laughs> always a big fan of. And the other one is books. Um, 
I'm a big fan of whiskey books, um, and there are some fantastic ones out there. Um, around a 20 quid mark, you can pretty much pick up most of them. Uh, if you go to a large online retailer who I am not endorsing because they are killing small booze shops, um, I couldn't possibly comment on who that is, River in South America. But they, <laughs> um, you can find stuff with them. But also, we have a big selection of books. The Whiskey Exchange, but support your local uh, bookshop. I am doing that myself now. I walk down to my local bookshop after ordering stuff online from them. Hooray. Nice. So, um, yeah, so if you want... Uh, at the moment, the ones I really like, uh, Dave Broom, um, great whiskey writer, top chap, mm. uh, one of the hosts of The Whiskey Show with me and my colleague Dawn, uh, he wrote a book called The Way of Whiskey, which purports to be about um, whiskey, but in the same way that Ian Banks' book Raw Spirit, another book for the list, uh, is about um, actually about driving Land Rovers uh, down small roads and drinking wine, but claims to be about whiskey. Uh, Dave's book about Japanese whiskey, The Way of Whiskey, is more Dave and a mate walking around Japan, experiencing Japan in a way that's absolutely beautiful. So definitely recommend that. Um, my mate Eddie Ludlow from the Whiskey Lounge has uh, released a sort of beginner's guide to whiskey, which unfortunately the light's in my face and I can't see its name on the bookshelf. Um, and I'm not only saying this because he, he mentions me in the back as a thank you for helping him out with some technical bits. It's also just a really good book. It was up for a... Um, I can't remember which award it was. It's one of the uh, the drinks book awards this year. It was annoyingly pipped at the post um, by a book about tonic water, which we might we might joke to Eddie about quite often because he was beaten by a book about tonic. Um, <laughs> it's a very pretty book. I own that as well. But uh, but now Eddie's book, I would say, is my pick of the bunch. Really good beginner's guide to whiskey, and it's laid out as classes. Eddie's been running the Whiskey Lounge, uh, which is a great company who do tastings around the country and run whiskey schools and educational stuff as well as festivals and now online tasting stuff. Uh, my first proper whiskey show in London that I went to was one of Eddie's. Um, well, I actually went as a whiskey geek rather than just someone going to drink. Uh, and my first tastings I did were with Eddie. And 10 years later, well, eight, nine years later, I was running tastings in the same places for him. Oh. So, yeah, he's nice. been properly one of my mentors through the whiskey world. And his book's really good as well. So, yeah, Eddie Ludlow, really great. Excellent. But no, for a whiskey person, um, buy them, not whiskey, buy them mezcal. If they like smoky whiskey, buy them some mezcal. If they don't like smoky whiskey, buy them tequila. Buy them rum. Buy them interesting spirits which are not quite the same. Interesting. Um, show one of these things is that people think of me as a whiskey guy. That's because I mostly am. But I try everything. My obsession is with finding new and interesting spirits. And even if you're a whiskey person, look outside the category. If you're buying someone a present, find them something interesting and different. If you, if you don't, if you really know them, find something weird and wonderful. If you don't know them quite so well. Buy them a bottle of rum. Uh, rum is very much um, a thing which I've been focusing on the last couple of years. We've done a load of work at the Whiskey Exchange to uh, try and demystify rum and try and find ways of showing people how to find rums they'd like. And also digging in a little bit to show you that your rum is not necessarily what you what you think it is. You know, we mm. try not to talk about white, gold, dark and spiced rum because mm. those terms are meaningless, you know. I can quite happily stick a white rum in front of you that's got five years of age on it. I can also stick a dark rum in front of you that's never seen a cask. Yeah. But no, there's, there's so much out there in the world of booze outside of whiskey. Um, I'm a big whiskey fan, obviously. I thoroughly recommend the whiskey world. But always look outside. Don't you know nail yourself down to one category. That's what I always say. Absolutely. Mm. Sorry, as you may be able to notice, I have a mild obsession at the moment with trying to get people to try lots of interesting things. And this is just... It's the reason why I do what I do is I'm a big fan of showing people new stuff they won't have heard of before, 
trying to expand experiences i'm somebody who gets bored very quickly of everything and so always looking for new things to do yeah you know always try new things you may not like them but give it a try go. them again another time down the line yeah. your palette changes you know absolutely gotta love billy he has a great point there though because what he's saying about you know buying other spirits for whiskey lovers it's such a great yep. point because you think like every week or like we keep trying whiskies for me we keep trying whiskies which have been finished in rum barrels finished in sherry how much sherry have you drunk in your life dave i don't think i've ever had a glass of sherry exactly. in my I life think i tried some of my mum's like i don't know 30 years ago or something and there's also with rum i might have rum yeah. and coke like a sailor jerry or whatever but i don't know the specific different rums and i'm tasting you know whiskey's going you can definitely taste the rum in that you know you can definitely taste the rum cask yeah because you you kind of recognize the the differences you can kind of recognize that now but you know if i was bought some rums or tried some cherries and stuff then it would open up my my mind to that kind of world and help with the whiskey tasting i think so yes yeah, he's got a really good point there i i definitely agree i think that's probably i although i i personally think it's more for people who are really into their whiskey it's probably a better idea but i think if if you know just someone's casually into their whiskey you're probably best sticking with whiskey in my opinion but I, it does not take away from his point, but you might be getting a bottle of rum for me for Christmas. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas for oh, me, get, oh. me, get me a bottle of whiskey. Because <laughs> oh. oh, you you're the pro and I am not. By the way, nice tree in the background. I just noticed that. You've only just noticed that. I put it on Instagram this week. Yeah, I don't follow it. You don't follow the, <laughs> what, the, you don't uh, follow the whiskey and things Instagram? No. Well, I follow it, but I don't look at the posts because I know what they are. No, you don't. Par- oh, clearly not. Well, I didn't realise we were posting about Christmas trees, did I? Well, I was posting the new setting, the Christmas setting of the Whiskey and Things Manchester set, Dave. You've changed. Good You've Lord. Changed. Yeah, I'm professional. Should- That's why I am. Anyway. Should, should I send you a, a post, uh, a photo of Elmo in front of a candle with his spacesuit on for the London studio? I'll do it for the Space and Things podcast. <laughs> That'll be perfect. I'm going to do that after, just so you know. going to do that right away. Anyway, uh, yeah, he also mentioned uh, Dave Broom, uh, the book The Way of Whiskey. Well, I would also like to throw in another Dave Broom book. You've heard me talk about it already, and that's The Whiskey Manual. Uh, it's about uh, it's 10 to 15 pounds, depending on where you're getting it. Um, Nick will put a link in the description of the video to the website. Uh, I've just emailed to it to him. So there's going to be a lot of links this week, everyone. I think I think there will be. I really love this book. For someone like me, it's really good because it's guiding me through whiskey without being condescending, using language that's fairly easy and to understand. It's it's written for every everyone. It's not snobby. It goes through all the basic whiskies, and it gives you nice ways to drink them. It's not too overwhelming. There's not too much in there. It's got good flavour profiles, which are easy to understand, um, and good suggestions on how to drink the whiskey. So, yeah, the, the Whiskey Manual is a book I, by Dave Broom, um, but maybe get yourself both Dave Broom books, or there's, there's probably others available as well. Um, he also does the, the Rum Manual, uh, and I think there's a, and the Gin Manual. So, oh. Uh, maybe if you're going to buy someone a bottle of rum, <laughs> get, them, get them the rum manual as well. Anyway. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Another thing we've been wanting to try, the Shivers Regal blending set. Yeah. Is another pretty cool thing. Nick and I picked these up earlier in the year. They were recommended to us from Jeff Whiskey. Yeah. Uh, cheers, Jeff. Uh, he said he'd love to, love to see us doing them. And we both do both have them. We're just trying to figure out how to do a good podcast with them. Yeah, we um, were meant to get together 
like over the last few months and do it, but it just but hasn't been possible. Annoyingly, yeah, we do, we really think it's something we want to do together. But essentially, they have this kit. Nick, do you want to talk for it? Yeah, they have this kit. Um, Shivers Regal is a blend, of course, and um, in this kit, they kind of give you everything you need. So just play around and do your own blend, really. They give you five different whiskies um, with different characteristics. There's a floral, a fruity, a citrus, a creamy, and a smoky. And they give you a little pipette and a blending jug, and you kind of just mix and match how you want, and you can blend your own your own whiskey um, with these, like, 5CL little bottles, and it's, uh, it's a lot of fun, actually. I've not yet opened mine, but you've had a go already, haven't you? Yeah, at the whiskey show, the virtual whiskey show a few weeks ago, um, the Chivas Regal guys were, uh, they did a little kind of demo of this and I did blend along with them and it was a lot of fun. I highly, highly kind of recommend this. It's glass too, like the the uh, pipette's glass, the little measuring thing's glass. Do you know how I know that, Dave? Do you know how I know that's glass? You dropped it. Yes, I smashed it this week um, when I was putting my Christmas lights up. Oh my God. Um, so I might have to go pick one of these up. They're not bad. They're about 17 quid, actually, which well, is yeah, pretty well, we got it. good. In fairness, we got that on a deal. They, they, they pop up on sales every now and then. They're yeah. actually normally more expensive than that. Okay. So it's, it's one of those things definitely to keep an eye out. Uh, sometimes they come up on really good deals. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. But, but yeah, we got ours for about 17 quid, which I think is fantastic value for that. But I would I would pay more for it because I think it's a good kit. And I, think it's a, I think there's a lot of fun to be had with it. It is, yeah. You also get a proper blended regular Chivas Regal 12 in there as well with it. Yeah. Which is really, yeah, and, a really fun little To kit. try and recreate. So yeah, that's a really little fun option there. So yes, next up we do have Greg Dillon, um, founder of Great Drams, who was with us on episode 36. And at the beginning of this segment, he does mention that said kit and then goes on to his little recommendations. Whiskey! That Chivas kit would actually be pretty high up there for me. I think it's, it's a really cool piece of kit. Um, especially like secret sanctuary stuff that's it's just a nice fun thing as well at yeah. worst drink it all done <laughs> um, if you know what football team they support you can always now go with the new coloured Glencairns oh. uh, that's why I I have a vast amount of red ones now um, but they do do them in uh, blue green gold if you're Russian I guess um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and various other colours um, trying to think what else uh, on the gifting side. Um, do, do you know one thing that we've been asked for a lot, and we've actually put it on. So this isn't uh, necessarily a, a plug per se. It's just more that you've you've, you've kind of asked. The uh, we've been asked a lot of people want to buy from us anyway. Virtual whiskey tasting sets um, for people for Christmas and virtual gin tests sets as well because we do that as well. Um, and so we've had to specifically create two products um for the site where it is literally you miss a virtual whiskey tasting or virtual gin tasting kit you get sent it and then on the i think it's the 27th of december get on zoom with us and we'll we'll dram along together and it'll be great fun and if you can't make it we're doing videos and all that kind of stuff so that kind of thing so that's another option um the one i was about to suggest but i think it actually takes place before christmas so i don't know if it'd be that useful but uh, it's called whiskey live at home uh, that they've just launched the whiskey live guys uh, so you get different levels of tasting kits from very basic to a nutter kind of <laughs> here's all the whiskey <laughs> and some glassware and stuff. Um, and I have a feeling that it's uh, whilst it's happening now or in a few weeks, uh, the press release hasn't come out yet, but it is starting to be publicized. Um, 
I have a feeling that all the content will be live on whichever medium they save it. So you could theoretically do that after Christmas as well as, as a gift. So there's a few options there, hopefully. I'm very impressed you haven't plugged your own book in that segment. I was about to say, to I was about to say exactly. So I'd like to give you the opportunity to, to tell you, to, you know, talk, <laughs> talk about your book a bit. I think there's only two copies left on the on the website though. I looked earlier. Uh, yeah, we, to be fair, we do have, uh, we have like, I don't know, like 20 copies left, but the, um, uh, well, thank you. I deliberately tried not to choose stuff that we produce because <laughs> I thought it'd be, it's it's noted. it wouldn't good. be as fair. But, very honourable, um, yeah. very honourable. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, so yeah, the book's called uh, The Great Drams of Scotland. And um, well, it's, it, it was released a couple of years ago and it's tracking lots of different brand stories within the world of whiskey. And you can probably tell my, my kind of thing about whiskey is not always about nose palette finish and going into all of that level of detail. Although I can when I need to, especially when on judging panels and whatever. Mine's more about the storytelling, the mythology, the, the kind of connection to these brands. And so that's what I tried to capture within the book. Um, and it goes through brands past, present and future and aims to demystify a load of uh, whiskey stuff as well, uh, including that thing about blends um, yeah. and uh, <laughs> and various other bits. Um, yeah, it was great fun putting together. Uh, mostly written actually on trains and planes when we were allowed to be on such vessels. And uh, uh, yeah, it was uh, yeah, it's it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> if you want an all right book <laughs> go yeah. Yeah. if you want an average book yeah, it's, it's, oh that's yeah. lovely the cover is beautiful that's good. oh excellent <laughs> i always judge, judge a book by, by its cover so yeah. <laughs> brilliant you're listening to whiskey and things these british people talk funny Great ideas there from Greg. Uh, the, I tell you what, he really sold me on his new book. Oh, well, he's not sure if it's new, but he told me on his book. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all great market in there, Greg. But yeah, that's some, some some great ideas. Absolutely, some great ideas. Yeah. The colour Glen Cairns is cool, and there's yeah. virtual whiskey sessions as well, and gin sessions and stuff. They sound like a lot of fun. I, I agree, and um, it makes me want to just bring up at this point. Um, that I think something we discovered this year is the is the tasting sets you can get. Both the Whiskey Exchange and Master of Malt do them. And they're either five or six mini bottles of like a double 30 to 50 CL shot of uh, measure or dram uh, of, of a variety of whiskey. And they, they tend to sell them in, in uh, geographical locations. They might be a regions of Scotland set or uh, whiskies of the world set, an Irish whiskey set. Um, and so if you know that someone likes their Irish whiskey, getting them this might be interesting because they might like Jameson's, but you could expose them to six new or five or six new Irish whiskeys. And and they're, they're quite reasonable. Obviously, they have some they are, more expensive yeah. ones as well, but it's a good chance to, to introduce someone to a new whiskey that they may not have had before without them having to uh, necessarily indulge in buy a bigger bottle um the little bottles are really smart both uh, those companies do smart little bit of packaging uh, it looks boutique it's nice yeah i, I recommend them They're easy to wrap yeah, yeah exactly easy to wrap because they come in nice little gift boxes so for sure I, I i think you know if you can then get a virtual tasting session as well to go along with one of those kits even better right so yeah i, th- I thought it was a good point to mention that nick don't know. that's a great point dave thanks Thanks. But my mum got me one of the uh, uh, drinks by the dram advent calendars. Oh yeah, yeah. So I've been enjoying that. And and again, it's the little, the, the small little bottles with the wax little top things that we had all year earlier in the year when we mm. were just sampling different things. 
and every day I've had a nice dram. It's been it's been really good so far. Only two that I've had before, so okay. a lot a lot of new whiskey. Well, it's only day seven, but oh. um, I've tried some new whiskey and it's been really nice. Uh, end at end of a night, just being like, oh yeah, I've got this little little dram because it's weird because I've had miniature sets before. I've got you know you can get people the the Glenfiddich ones or the or the more brandy ones, the Jack, Jack Daniel's miniatures. I tend never to drink them. No, I kept mine for years. I used to get yeah. them like those little tins with the shot glasses and stuff in it. I gave you a Glenfiddich one where the where the whiskey's like halfway down because it's evaporated through the top. What's a third of it? Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's don't know how long that's been there. But it's 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 pretty crazy. But these little uh, sample bottles, I think you're more likely to to try them because I don't know, I don't know. But maybe because they don't have the, the official branding on, I think they're less gifty and more drinky. <laughs> yes, they're less something you keep on your shelf for years, like, yes. like you have. Um, they're there for tasting. It's a sample for tasting. Absolutely. Um, and again, they're usually paired with other whiskies like it, so it's kind of educational as well, because they're, they're paired for a reason, you know. And it was during one of these tasting sets that we got for the whiskey show, uh, where we, we stumbled across Westland Distillery, Great where we met... Matt Hoffman. How about that link, Nick? You no, didn't write that, that one down for me. I did, did that one by myself. On the, on the fly. Well on done. the fly. Well done. You've linked uh, into the next section I put on the outline. That's great. No. <laughs> Good job. I had to, I still had to come up with a link. <laughs> All right, carry on with this wonderful link. Go on. <laughs> so we asked Matt uh, what he would recommend to get someone for Christmas. And uh, he had some interesting ideas that... I hadn't thought of before, so uh, let's let's hear from Matt Hoffman. You know, I was like, I was like swag, you know, like shirts and oh, yeah. stuff like that. You know, I mean, that's that's something that is, uh, you know, you can usually only get. You know, they're not widespread. You know, um, you know, in fact, we don't sell Westland shirts everywhere or Westland hats. We do we do make some of that stuff, and a lot of that stuff is made here in Seattle. You know, we choose partners a lot of times to we'll make things here with us, um, which is, a, uh, again, a part of our ethos and what we're trying to do there. So that's, uh, you know, that's probably the go-to, mm. you know, I think something that has a connection to Westland besides being like a Westland branded thing, but also exhibits, you know, also something of the Pacific Northwest Like we, we have some chocolates that we, that we do here that are made by chocolatiers. This is also mm. one of the biggest, you know, chocolatier, I don't even know how you say that, but like, there's, there's so many chocolate making companies here in Seattle too. It's just, this is what this place is about, you know, is, is making stuff and making new stuff and all these new industries. So, you know, something that could exhibit both Westland, but also that part of what makes this part of the world special, I think. This is the Whiskey God wishing you a happy holiday season and reminding you to drink responsibly. Swag. Gotta love some swag. Yeah, he's love got a point. Some swag. He's got a point. You're right. I mean, you used to have all the Jack Daniels merchandise. I know. I had a great guitar um, once. And then I uh, <laughs> sold it to some dude who then flipped it. But yes, no, I loved it. Every time I got new Jack Daniels stuff. But, uh, you know, any you know, find out if someone likes whiskey, find out what whiskey they like. And there's bound to be a great hat or a T-shirt or something, or a yeah. shirt. Well, for example, right now, you're wearing a T-shirt for your favourite whiskey bar. Yeah, my favourite whiskey um, bar here in Manchester. Bunny Jackson's, which is closed. But um, if somewhere <laughs> was open at the moment, you know, and somebody's Exa- favourite exactly. place, a lot of these bars do have swag. Um, so if you know someone likes Lagavulin, see if you can get them a Lagufflin T-shirt, perhaps. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Foreshadowing there, Dave. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Um, don't know what you're, I'm just good at this, Nick. I'm yeah, just very good at this. You're on fire. It's your 12 hours last night. It's your 12-hour stream. You're on fire. I just, yeah, exactly. Yes. Exactly. But, uh, um, talking of links, Matt also did mention chocolate there at the end of that segment, um, which which does lead us nicely into this fresh interview, which we recorded this afternoon. Yes. Uh, so fr- it's really, really, really fresh. Uh, we yeah, Yes, we've given you some old guests, but we're going to give you something new. Yeah, we're going to give you something new. Yeah. So we're, you're about to hear from two chaps uh, by the name of Stuart Baxter and Peter Jones, not the guy from Dragon's Den. They are founders of Chokiski. Again, I saw Jeff Whiskey talk about this recently, and you brought it up to me a while ago, and I was dubious. Mm. That's all I'm going to say. So it's chocolate that accompanies your whiskey, is, yeah. is the premise. Yes, they have a few different varieties, as we'll talk about. The flavours and ingredients in the chocolate are meant to complement different whiskies, different regions, Highland, Isla, Japanese, that kind of thing. The different characteristics of those whiskies. It's meant to just complement those. So it's a really interesting uh, conversation we had, and a taste, yeah. of course. Um, yeah. So as it was a taste, I would like to apologise to our listeners and my mum in advance for speaking with my mouth full. Um, <laughs> I was not raised that way, honest. So yes, so yes let's hear from Stuart Baxter. <laughs> And Peter Jones of Chokiski. Chokiski. Stuart, Peter, welcome to Whiskey and Things. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Awesome. Um, could one of you please just give our listeners a little bit of background about Chokiski and your thoughts behind releasing a chocolate aimed at pairing with whiskey? Chokiski. Yeah. Wow. Where would us begin? Because it seems to have taken us such a long time to actually get where we've ended up, it's been a bit of a kind of fairy story, to be honest. The whiskey and chocolate tasting is something that we got into maybe 30 years ago. We live in the middle of distillery country, you know, a couple of miles along the road is Dalmore, uh, a few more miles along the road is Glenmorangie, we're the other side of Glenord. So, you know, all the fields around here are all planted with Easter Ross barley. So whiskey's a massive part of our culture around here, and it's one of the main sort of industrial things that, that go on. There's that, there's fishing, there's other farming, and there's some oil-related stuff as, as stuff as well. So I suppose throughout the last uh, decades, when we were told about the whiskey chocolate tasting tool, if you like, as an, exper- as an experience and as a way to focus the, focus the palate and just focused mindfulness on tasting. We were told this decades ago by someone who worked in the local distilleries. And I suppose we, we tried it back then. It was a bit of a gimmick, a bit of a novelty back then trying it. But over the years, it just kept coming back and we just kept playing around with it. And we tried, well, we started off Bourneville Bourne, dark chocolate is what we were told to pair with, with absolutely everything. If you took Bourneville, Across the board, you would get you know an enhanced experience, and it would focus your your tasting. It would extend your finish on the whiskey. Uh, but we experimented with everything. Lindors, we've used some of that wonderful Ian Burnett's finest artisan chocolates, which were wonderful. Uh, Lindors, but but I suppose it was one one morning. Kind of, we woke up and we've just been after a bit of a. Bit of a probably a monstrous session where we drank too much whiskey, but inevitably we'd eaten too much chocolate, and we weren't feeling hangover. 
we were both feeling pretty groggy with the amount of chocolate that we'd consumed the <laughs> night before. So we were talking that we were talking that day. We thought, God, there's got to be a better way. Pete, look at all this weight I'm putting on. Putting on tons of weight, all this chocolate. You know, my wife's gonna kill me if I put any more weight on. So we just came up with the idea, and we thought, well, if we had a business like that, what would we call it? So it was really the name came to us first. It seemed like quite, quite a logical, practical name. Funnily enough, we actually put that name into one of these uh, algorithm online algorithm business name. And we put chocolate and whiskey in, and it spat out 800 names, but it didn't spit out chokiski. Um, wow. Well, if we've got the human element to that, maybe we're onto something if a machine can't think that. So we started from that point. Yeah. The first thing we had to do, I suppose, was try and identify uh, someone that would work alongside us, someone who knew a bit about chocolate, because although we knew about eating chocolate and we knew about tasting it and we knew about drinking whiskey, lots of it, probably too much. This was really an area that was very new to us. So we started picking up the phone and phoning people. And you can imagine the scenario, you know, the phone rings on the other side. Oh, hi, are you a chocolatier? Yes, I am. Well, I'm this guy. I've got this idea. What would like to do? And we, we met with, you know, people were lovely, but no one really was taking us on. And then we, we phoned up this chocolatier and just by a pure fluke of coincidence, we subsequently got to know the person really, really well afterwards. We're under an NDA to actually disclose who that person is. But, wow. but we got to know that person quite well. And it just so happens the time I phoned them and got contacted, I got their mobile number, I phoned them, and they were in a meeting with someone talking about how they might develop what they were doing. Right. And we just we were in the right place at the right time. Perfect. And these guys said, yeah, we'd like to work work with you. So they already had access to kitchens, laboratories, and we worked across a spectrum of about 150 different recipe profiles. And we had a lot of work to do. It was a massive exchange of information over a number of months where we were synthesizing down our local favorite whiskeys, you know, all the classic malts, trying to come up with I best guesstimate at regional flavor profiles, mm-hmm. which we then matched with the recipes. And then through that, there was a process undertaking where we tasted focus groups, the guys back there checking the whiskey and eventually settling on the recipes that we settled on. And Chukiski was, was oh, born. <laughs> yeah. I so say you have eight different varieties and each one seems to come from a different country like we got is it so chocolate from trinidad and ghana ivory yeah. coast etc so that's all kind of come from one company they sort all that out do they they're all origin chocolates which are traceable back to local cooperatives and local plantations fantastic Amazing. they're all they're all plantations they're all members of sedex because most most beans most beans nowadays are sold into the major uh, in, industrialized commercial markets now. I mean, this is something we've learned about, but most small plantations, the beans are bagged up. They're, they're, they're dry, they're fermented, they're processed, they're bagged up, they're taken to the local cooperatives, large buyers buy them, but nonetheless, origin beans are always traceable back to the source of origin. And the buyers that, that, that work on behalf of the business we buy our chocolate ensure that those plantations are all members of, of SEDEX, which is an ethical trade organization, ensuring that there's organic, sustainable plantation going on and that there's no uh, child labor or any malpractices and employment going on. So really try to lift those areas up. That's fantastic. 
that's uh, definitely something that I like to hear. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, obviously, you have these these eight different uh, chocolate uh, styles, and they're all based on different regions um, to to complement whiskies from different regions. Within one region, there's a lot of different flavored whiskies. No. What were you looking for from those regions in particular that that made your chocolate? go well with all of them or are, are you satisfied that there may be some whiskies that your chocolate isn't perhaps the best match for yeah i mean that's we had to have our best guess so it's, it's subjective it's, I mean, it's, of course very very subjective we we had we had to have our best guesstimate at it uh, you, you can if you do enough research focus down in the key characteristics. Yes, there's a massive push forward in throwing out whiskies that have been matured in all sorts of different, you know, Chardonnay barrels, Madeira barrels. Of course. You know, so there's a whole, but that that's about something else. But if we actually look back in, in history, you know, from mid- middle 1800s, and we look at blends, brands, what was going on, everything was very, very samey until that point. So it is possible to have a best guesstimate, but like Pete says, it's highly subjective. It's a highly subjective field. But one of the important things for us was about bringing authentic material to the pairing table, something that wouldn't overwhelm or wouldn't outcompete the whiskey because that's not what it's all about for us. What it's all about for us is enjoying something that's natural, authentic, organic, and something which draws out the best. But yes, I absolutely take on board what you're saying. Uh, there's a lot of people come back to us and they've said that they prefer maybe the island chocolate with the highland and vice versa but that's great that's part of the fun that's part of it isn't it exactly your your pairings are just a suggestion I guess rather than rather than um, a dictatorship Uh, some some people don't actually like darker chocolate some people prefer a more milky chocolate you know yeah yeah yeah. uh, it's, yeah, it's just subjective, really, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, so we have these two samples here, and they are both, uh, to my eyes, they're both darker chocolates. Um, are, are all the eight a darker chocolate, or do you do other kinds of chocolate as well? Six out of the eight are dark chocolate, and the two, the 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 Japanese, the one that we chose for the Japanese, and the one we chose for the Campbell Campbell's Town. Own. Yeah, they're very much lighter. Thirty-six percent cocoa content for the Campbell's Town. 40 for the Japanese, it almost portrays a lighter chocolate. And that's all it is, combination of cocoa bean and cocoa butter. And as you said, that goes back to when you started looking into this, it was the Bourneville dark chocolate that everyone said will yeah. complement everything. Right. But you were trying to you were trying to refine that a little bit more, um, which, which is fantastic. You're listening to the Whiskey and Things podcast. So we dive in then. I was, I, yeah. yeah. So we start with the Highland um, rather than having the, the Isla kind of peat and stuff blow our senses out yeah. before we have the other one. So Good idea. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have the chocolate first, Nick. I'm going with that way around. What whiskey are you going with, Dave? Um, I've got a Balvenie. Balvenie? No, sorry. I've got Dalwinnie. Dalwinnie. Dalwinnie Winters Gold Highland Single Malt. Nice. Dave's going with that. And uh, other three of us are going with the Glenmorangie 10. I love dark chocolate. I absolutely love dark chocolate. I love the fact it's the same kind of shape, probably not exactly the same, as a Cadbury's button. Because to me, <laughs> but, but the Cadbury's button, even though it's still just Cadbury's chocolate, it tastes nicer than all the other Cadbury's chocolate because of its shape. 
It's yeah. nice and form. smooth on the tongue. Button so. form chocolate, we approve of. Button form chocolate. <laughs> Everyone loves buttons. It's so true. Even the giant buttons are great. Yeah, we, have, we have been accused of just putting Cadbury's chocolate buttons in tens. <laughs> 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 it wouldn't be a bad thing if you did, but these are great. It's it's yeah, right well, expensive than Cadbury's chocolate buttons, I'm afraid. Yeah. <laughs> so what flavours are we looking for in the chocolate itself? This chocolate has a, a bitterness, mm. tune intenseness, wood, woody kind of flavours. We should have actually had a, a good smell of it before we, we just put it in our mouths. But Noted for next time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll see that. Now I'm going to go chocolate and then some whiskey at the same time. Some whiskey, yeah. Here we go. That's a really good combination. Good yeah, that's such a good combination. The orange, yeah, it's a fantastic, it's a fantastic whiskey. I mean, the 16 crafts and the men of team. Oh, you're in the Dalwini. No, I'm in the, the Dalwini. Dalwini but... Scotland's highest distillery. It complements the whiskey great. What I'm finding as well is the actual chocolate, it becomes sweeter once the whiskey's there, almost a bitterness kind of... Yeah. Um, just the just the qualities of the whiskey just brings out the sweetness of the chocolate. So it actually tastes and the cre- yeah. and the creaminess of it as well. Yeah, creaminess. Yeah, yeah. It's the contrast between the sweet, peppery nature and bitterness of the chocolate. The chocolate really, to me, accentuates the creamy vanilla notes that are coming from the American wood casks mm. or second fill bourbon casks that are used at Glenmorangie. That that was an experience. <laughs> that really was. And you don't feel like you've. I mean, I was watching some chocolate whiskey pairing on YouTube the other night, and they, they were four or five years old. Some of them, much, much older ones, and there was one in particular that I, I, I had to giggle at. The the young lady in the in the video who had she had a bar of chocolate and she'd broken a bit off, and the piece that she shoved in her mouth was the size of you know it was just. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think I think that the again the button size is also perfect for when you're having a having a sip of whiskey. That it, it's enough chocolate to right. influence the the what's happening in your mouth yeah. without dominating. Right, yeah. um, so so that actually really works. Yeah, it's subtle enough, as you said. Um, I think the bitterness and it's not too bitter that it's overpowering the whiskey. As you said, it just complements it well because. Let's face it, whiskey's pretty powerful stuff, isn't it? So um, to have anything to really overpower the whiskey would, we wouldn't be able to eat it on its own, I don't think. But uh, Absolutely. Mm. I'm Should we try the next one, Nick? No, I'm going to one more of this. You can try that one. Um, you Explain which whiskey you're trying with the Isla, Dave. You do that while I finish this chocolate. <laughs> so, yeah, I, uh, I've got the, the, the Port Charlotte heavily peated 10-year-old. Mm. Mm-hmm. Good choice. And um, Whiskey of the year, I believe. Peter and Stuart <laughs> and I are going with the... Lagavulin 16. Did you guys collude beforehand? It's called organisation, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> did, so you didn't, you didn't forward that memo then? <laughs> we rearranged this. You know, we thought you weren't coming, Dave, so we can't remember. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. That's cool. Now you're trying it with some with some other whiskeys, which is fantastic. No, oh, yeah. Well, I do like. I love it. Okay, here's a good question. How do you pronounce Lagavulin? Because we've heard so many different ways. Lagavulin. The way the way you're saying it's the way that I would probably say it. Yeah. Excellent. We've That's had like Lagavulin before. The Gufflin. Yeah. Lagufflin. Lagufflin. Yeah, we've heard Lagufflin. No, there's there's a local town here, and one of the kind of. Uh, a term of non-endearment would be to, sol- cu- to call someone a guffy. It sounds a bit like that, doesn't it? Wow. Like guffling. No, I'm do no. That again. 
<laughs> you probably end up, yeah, getting thrown out or somewhere if, if the pub's ever open up again. <laughs> sweet. Right, let's, uh, let's try this Isla. Talking of sweet. Yeah. Right, so let's smell it first, Nick. Like, remember, yeah. we didn't do that last time. We didn't time. do that before, did we? Yeah, a, tri- a trick with the Isla one is, I mean, this is a high-fluidity chocolate, but the, the melting temperature is just slightly higher than the island one. So I, I can intend to hold this one between my thumb and my finger just to warm it up a little bit just before popping it into the mouth. Nice tip, like that. Mm. But this is classed a, f- a five-drop fluidity chocolate, so really, really smooth. It's been ground, it's been mis- milled down, conched okay. for a long time, giving you that maximum fluidity. Probably fermented a little bit longer as well to give it that extra bitterness. I think this chocolate is mainly from the Creolio bean, bean. Okay. You can taste the real bitterness in that. Yeah, it takes a what takes longer for the flavour to release on this one than mm. compared to the yeah. other one. So I guess that's as you say there. You do get that earthiness from it as well. Oh yeah. And I mean, you really notice the the, the, the wow factor when you have a little bit of Lagavulin after that. It really helps kind of lift out the, yeah. the sherry. Exposes some of the underlying bourbon because Lagavulin be a mixture of sherry and, and, and bourbon casks. Yeah. And it brings out the earthiness of the whiskey. Really helps bring out that salty sea air flavour and that smoky flavour. I love it. Oh, it's got a bit more of a kind of a, I want to, it's almost like a tannin kind of effect on the tongue. Almost like, mm. I don't use the word chalky because it's not what I mean, but that kind of thing. On the tongue, yeah. a bit more yeah, than before. Yeah, totally get where you're coming from with that. The Highland was 70% cocoa solid, and uh, this is 72, so a bit higher on that as well. The 72, but those beans would have been fermented just mm. a little bit longer, and when they were processed, they were ground down a little bit uh, farther. Fantastic. That's that's now op- that opens yeah. up that whiskey so much. Yeah, doesn't it? Doesn't it? you can almost taste smoke kipper. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Right at the end. <laughs> That's a beautiful experience. Nick and I both like PT whiskies. We yeah. do. Mm-hmm. What what I would suggest with this, with this with this chocolate, is it makes peat more palatable. We've had guests who who say that PT whiskies smells like death. Mm. Yeah, uh, or tastes yes. like death, or, or you know, really good, like some people just don't get it. And to me, adding that chocolate, I think I could see this being a gateway for people into the flavour profile without it being too intense. It takes away the intensity of the peat. Now that's interesting you should say that, Dave, yeah, because we've actually seen that happen with some of the light, with the the Japanese whiskey in particular. Okay. Yeah, both are better halves now. Uh, They both get introduced to Japanese whiskey when we were doing some of the group, the group focus focus tests for for that whiskey. And uh, we both had the respective better halves try that and now they both enjoy some of the lighter, more floral whiskies. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Nika, the Toki. Yeah, mm, absolutely. Yeah, cause my girlfriend loves the smell of whiskey, but she can't. She can't get round drinking to it yet. It's it's not. It's too too much for a, a palate. But I think this is a combination that potentially could change that approach for her. She might actually go, "Oh, that's actually nice," and start picking out some of the flavors. Yeah. And then you start taking away the chocolate a little bit, but not completely, obviously. Uh, Good idea. Yeah. A sort of Pavlovian dog systematic des- desensitization approach. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I as well. With the Lagavulin, it also, all, almost makes it kind of floral in a sense for me. 
Yeah. Again, retro up through the nose from the back yeah. of the throat. It's almost floral. It's really changed it. And as well, Dave, as you were saying, it kind of gives it a bit more subtlety than just drinking it by itself. It reminds me sometimes when I'm nosing and enjoying Lagavulin, it takes me back to when I was a kid in the bath and my mother washing us down with car- carbolic soap. <laughs> I, know, I know carbolic soap shouldn't really be a flavour, but that sometimes that really does remind me of, of that. But it's, the taste yeah. is obviously not like soap. It's very, very pleasant. <laughs> but that's what it reminds me of, that kind of herbal medicinal. Yeah, the chocolate is such a great addition. It makes it all creamier and my mouth is watering more. It, yeah. the whole, it makes the whole process... Yeah, less dry. I mean, that's, that sounds. That seems. I know it takes the edge off. It even takes the, the alcoholic kick off a little bit. It does. Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it just, it's also the texture in the mouth. Once it kind of they both mix together and the chocolate's melting into it, it's almost like a you got like a hot chocolate, hot toddy chocolate type thing going on in your mouth, just blending together as it melts. It's, it's really lovely. That's absolutely fantastic. And they're very kind of just you can just nibble one while you're having a. Uh, chat this is great bar chocolate you know i'm gonna be brutally honest guys i thought this was a novelty that i wasn't going to enjoy yeah i thought this this was genuinely a novelty which i was going to be like okay yeah it's cool this is a game changer this is amazing (laughs) i've got a complete convert this is a this is absolutely amazing thank you how does one get hold of some chokiski we have 15 or 16 suppliers uh i think the website, okay. or there's lots of online retailers. We're actually selling uh, through our own website, and we're selling through Etsy. Oh, wow. Etsy is a really fantastic platform. It's just so easy Amazing. to use and integrated, yeah. uh, and we're generating a lot of leads through our Instagram promotions. And I guess that Etsy is also designed for people looking for gifts. Yeah. In particular, I, th- I feel like if I'm looking for a, a, a unique gift, Etsy is a great platform for that to find them. And this is the kind of thing that would be that would pop out for sure. Very nice, very nice. Thanks very much. Can we say a couple of shouts for a couple of guys? Of Absolutely. Right. Okay, so very special guy to us. For he'll he'll know why. Is a guy called Athel Bruce, and Athel. If you get to hear this and listening in, just thanks for all your help. You'll know why we're mentioning you. You're the man. And we'd also like to say thank you to William Say, the can makers of London, who actually makes our tins for us. Nice. They're a fourth generation can maker, so we like to keep everything in the UK. Nice. And absolutely beautiful tins, silvered, food grade. And it's been just a pleasure to work with some of these guys and the people we've met since developing the concept. So thank you. Excellent. Excellent. Peter, Stuart, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. So, uh, Whiskey God, do you enjoy giving presents at Christmas? Ha! I haven't given a Christmas present for hmm, nearly 2,020 years now. Not many people know this, but I was the fourth wise man who visited the baby Jesus upon his birth. Oh my God, no way. Well, this is a story. That's right. The Bible should have documented that he received gold, frankincense, myrrh, and my offering, moonshine. (laughs) But that killjoy Joseph wanted nothing of it. Don't trust the carpenter. (laughs) That's what I was always told. Wow. 
Said my granddad who was one. Anyway. Oh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> what did you do with that moonshine, Whiskey God? I put it in the barrel to save it for Jesus's 18th birthday. How do you think whiskey was invented? But that's a story for another time. No wonder they always use 18 years as a, as a benchmark for whiskey. <laughs> now we've found out. Well, uh, I guess uh, we will dig deeper on that soon, or Whiskey God. We will. Thanks for that revelation. It should be from the Book of Revelations, that one. Anyway. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Um, <laughs> where were we after that? Good Lord. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, thank you to Stuart and Peter for joining us uh, this week from Chokiski. That was interesting. Uh, mate, that was really interesting. I was so dubious. I was so dubious about it. And... Uh, I was one over. It really does. It it tasted so good. It the did, whiskey it? tasted good. I, I'm, I mean, I'm, did the whiskey taste better? Uh, mate, all right. Yeah, obviously, I, I'm going to compare it to those chocolates you get with whiskey inside, right? But with this, like, it was Lagavulin. Or it was any whiskey you wanted. With those chocolates, usually it's some generic whiskey, which is just in there, um, which is nice. You know, it's not Lagavulin or Glenmorangie or something. You know what Lagavulin. I mean? Lagavulin, yeah. And after we did the interview, I went on a little walk um, just to stretch my legs, get some fresh air. And all I could think about, I was getting little kind of backdrafts of flavour in my mouth. And I could, I, all I could think about was the juicy, kind of creamy, whiskey, chocolate bonanza going on in my mouth. My mouth was watering. When I said it was a game changer, I meant it. Yeah. I, I really think it's a game changer. It was amazing. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Yes. Absolutely uh, amazing. So yes, that's another option to go on your list for your whiskey um, loving friends. Um, you can find out more about Chokiski on their social media accounts, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. They are at Chokiski on all of them. And you can find them at www.chokiski.co.uk. And of course, originating from Scotland, that's Chokiski. Without an E, C H O C I S K Y. And you can watch the full uncut video of that interview with Stuart and Peter if you're a Whiskey and Things Patreon. Uh, and if you'd like to become one and help support the show, then please head over to patreon.com forward slash whiskey and things or follow the link at whiskeyandthings.com. And that's whiskey without an E, just like Chucky Ski. <laughs> So, yes, um, Dave, any last-minute kind of gifts you think should go on the list? Last-minute gifts, um, yes. I think you should all head over to www.whiskeyandthings.com and buy a Whiskey and Things Glen Karen <laughs> for whoever it is who likes oh, yeah, whiskey. Good point. Because uh, whiskey tastes better in our, our Glen Karens. I don't it, know why. It's scientifically proven. We, we all know that science is beyond... I don't know what I'm trying to say. No. <laughs> What I'm saying is Greg Dillon earlier on was a lot smoother in getting his book into the show than we yeah. just have been. Well, then let's, let's try that again. Hey, hey Nick, <laughs> uh, well, I think one thing should happen is people should go over to whiskeyandthings.com and buy one of our Glen Cairns because they're all right. They're all right. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Have you, got any, have you got any last minute whiskey gift ideas? Like bar equipment's always quite fun. Like if someone likes to make... Oh, yeah. um, Old fashions and stuff, maybe a mixing jug and a spoon and a strainer. All that stuff you're kind of looking for 
you know, around. Just Absolutely. To, or, you, or, or some bitters, for example. Some, uh, different flavour of bitters. Yeah. Exactly. Mix up their bitter game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a lot yeah. of whiskey cocktails have bitters in them. They do, they uh, do. And, or just uh, buy them an yeah. orange, you know, for garnish. Exactly. Nice. Was, People love an orange in their stocking. My brother, a few years ago, he got me a bottle of Woodford Reserve, uh, a box of sugar cubes, uh, and... Uh, and some bitters so I can make old fashions and I think an orange as well yeah <laughs> it was perfect. like it was like ah oh, cool yeah, yeah all yeah. the ingredients I needed uh, to make a oh, uh, good old fashioned yeah thanks Steve that was oh. a good present I like that well we hope this uh, this episode has been useful um, buying presents for someone can be stressful uh, it's not meant to be. It's supposed to be a nice thing, but no one wants to buy something for someone that's not going to get used or is unwanted. Uh, mm. So we've hope that we've given you some ideas uh, of what to get, which may be something different for for someone you know who likes whiskey. Yes, indeed. We're going to try and put the majority of what we talked about today in the description in the form of links for you to go and peruse um, for your convenience. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry, um, Merry Christmas. It's going to be a long list. It's going, I'm going to be yes. up all night with that one. That's, that's Uncle Nick's little present for you there. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> Saint Nick over here is going to be writing links. <laughs> yes. Uh, ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. In- <laughs> indeed. Uh, so, Nick, what, uh, what have we got to look forward to next week in episode 3092, or was it? Oh, anyway, yeah. episode 39. 39. You're jumping ahead again there. Jumping ahead. Well, David, you tried today with your Isla chocolate, um, the Port Charlotte 10-year-old, I believe, the I heavily peated, didn't you? I did indeed. The Whiskey Exchange announced that this week as the Whiskey of the Year. No. As voted for by some of their customers, yes. Um, six whiskies went head-to-head after they were nominated by global customers of the Whiskey Exchange. And with more than 2,000 putting forward their favourites, uh, the blind judging of the most popular were opened up to the world via the Whiskey of the Year Perfect Measure judging set. And the Port Charlotte 10-year-old came out on top. So we thought it'd be a good little opportunity to uh, try that one out, Dave. I've been sitting on this bottle for a year. We've not actually had it. <laughs> We've been sitting. This is hilarious. We've been sitting on Whiskey Exchange's best whiskey of the year, <laughs> and we've not had it. <laughs> we've had this bottle sitting there. Yeah. Oh, I think it's better late than never. I suppose we saved Mate, it until it was topical, the, Nick. It's written we saved in the stars. it until it was topical. Exactly. It was written in the stars. <laughs> I reckon the Whiskey God had something to do with this. Oh, one. definitely. Definitely. Thanks, Whiskey one. God. And yeah. also thanks to Stuart and Peter from Chakiski again, as well as our friends Billy Abbott, Greg Dillon and Matt Hoffman for their input. Uh, it's, it's been great having... Um, it's, it's been something we've been looking forward to doing over the last few weeks, knowing we were asking these questions. Um, so we hope you've yeah. enjoyed their answers and, and as we said earlier, that you've come up with some new ideas but but most importantly thank you to you for listening maybe you didn't intend on buying anything for anyone for christmas other than yourself and maybe you're going to treat yourself now and that's okay too treat yourself treat yourself uh so merry christmas uh and we'll see you next week yes we will so cheers Cheers. thanks Thanks for for coming. coming whiskey and things has been brought to you by and things productions Don't buy people whiskey stones, no matter what you do.